You're listening to AdLib, a podcast for the advertising nerd in you. Recorded and produced at Push Button Productions in downtown Orlando. Pushbuttonproductions.com. Let's see what's in store for you today. Turns out that this one was actually cranked up higher. Oh, that explains it. That explains it. Right, and Yash wanting to be louder than everyone this else. Is your microphone. Yash? Oh, our microphone. We wanted to hear your himself. microphone. Our microphone. I'm going to talk about how Chevy is making fun of millennial marketing, and it really, really makes me happy. So, Good. It's yes. about damn time. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about Arby's. When you think of Arby's, what do you think of? Vomit. Uh, uh, Jamocha shakes, curly fries, uh, Mott's. I should have known. I should roast beef wouldn't sandwiches. get an ex- a roast beef. There roast beef and cheddar. Well, it turns out there's other stuff you should think about, and we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Josh? Uh, in the lightning round, we'll be talking about the first heavily marketed marijuana uh, product. And we will also be talking about uh, the RFP and the art of putting together spec work and a new survey that talks about marketers' perspectives on that. That's okay. an art? Yes. Fascinating. Are you pandering to Billy with this whole marijuana marketing Yes, thing? of course. I, I, if I can pander to Billy, <laughs> that's all I ever want. All that, plus useless commentary and tasteless jokes on AdLib. Here are John, Yash, and Brian. Um, Brian, what did your bartenders pour this weekend? Rum runners. Yeah? In great quantities. Well, I needed it because this, this is a t- true thing. I was, first of all, because I'm lame, <clears throat> I went to the beach by myself, and I don't know, uh, I know, oh, no. I'm recently divorced again, <laughs> and uh, so I mean, you know, there's there's people there that I know, but anyway, it was it was kind of funny. So I'm just sitting there. I like it sometimes because you you, uh, you observe, you see things you wouldn't normally see, right? Everybody you else is goofing off, nagging and your ass, playing, yeah. right? And so you just have time to like sit there and you see the little ghost crabs come out, which is really cool, and you see you know all kinds of stuff. So I'm sitting there. And uh, purposely avoiding going down the beach where there was a bunch of people that I knew were hanging out, but they're annoying. They're these kind of people that, that drink natural light all day and talk incessantly about absolutely nothing. Like, you can feel the brain cells crawling out to the edge of your ear and jumping off to commit suicide to keep from having, you know, to listen to. Anyway, <laughs> so I was just sitting there by myself, and um, I saw this fin. I swear this is a true story. I'm not, like, having some sort of Jaws flashback. And it was a shark. Really? Wow! And it was uh, there was there was a couple in the water, and of course they were just like you know, all sucky facey, lovey dovey. Did you run in you know, slow motion whatever. to, to I, rescue them? David well, Hasselhoff it. I was literally I like I was at that point because well usually what you see out there is dolphins, and but this was very clearly a shark fin. They they right. they just look differently, and right. this is a good. This was probably six feet. I mean that that fin was a good foot out of the water. It was uh-huh. just, it was a six foot shark, and they these people were totally oblivious. So at first I was like, oh, my God, I have to go warn them. And then I was like, no, this is natural selection. This is natural selection. You get what you deserve. Brian Brian gets the camera out starts videoing. Brian's just mad that they are happy. That's all. But then it turned out there uh, there was a couple of dolphins in the immediate area afterwards. And so I I was like, you know, was that really a shark? And then eventually I did walk down the beach and talk to the natty light couple. And and, uh, the the guy was like, oh, no, that was a shark. Like, we saw it. And that scared his wife out of the water for the rest of the day. And I went back in. I don't care. But, you know, it's always uh, it's always fascinating to see an actual, have an actual shark sighting. Because you know they're there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're there. But uh, it just sort of changes the... But you're uh, more likely to have uh, get bitten by a shark than, like, what did they say? Like, more bookshelves, more Ikea bookshelves kill people than sharks every year? Right, right. <laughs> your, your drive to the beach is significantly more dangerous 
than swimming in the water and, and your you know the, the chance that you'll have an encounter with a shark. Yeah. Way more dangerous driving. Well, and especially if you're in the car with you. Well, yes. <laughs> and uh, and the natty light consuming couple apparently. Yes. They always argue at the end of every day they have to argue about who's driving home. Well, because uh, they're I'm, wasted. I'm having one more drink. You got to drive. No, I'm not driving. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fun. How was your weekend? Uh fun. Went to a went to a leadership retreat. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did you? Are you a better leader now? Uh, oh, I totally am. Wait, aren't leaders supposed to advance and not retreat? Ah, oh, well, anyway. Nice. <laughs> so you, uh, you have to know when to retreat. I think that's a sign of a true leader. You got to know when to hold. Uh, and then um, went to uh, went to a car show. That was fun and uh, uh, almost overheated on the way home because it was a thousand degrees and the the, the freaking <laughs> railroad uh, the railroad. Uh, crossing was malfunctioning and there was a huge line to get across the railroad tracks and i'm like i'm gonna go past you guys (laughs) and you can call me an asshole if you want to but i'm about to go i went i went in front of everyone and i went through the things and got through it so explain what you drive oh my well it was a 59 impala and Uh it's all original and it was it was literally like and these things overheat all the time. Like, this is common. This is not like you're... Yeah, you don't want to sit in traffic in it. And well, so, you know... Especially when it's a 1,000 degrees out. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was a hun- like literally 100 degrees. And so once I... I'm like, I can see my house. Like, that's how close I am. <laughs> and the, the temperature gauge is going, are you watching me? Because I'm rising. And, uh, and I'm like, son of a bitch. What do I do? And so I, I, I made a turn and I pulled into a gas station, which is right by the railroad tracks. And I waited, and I see the gates come up. I'm like, oh, sweet. Get out of the parking lot. Get back in line. Fucking things come down again. Son of a bitch. And so it's just one of those things where, like, man, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not. You're so close. So got home, and uh, all all was well. So, and then uh, my my mother flew your favorite airline, uh, your favorite airline over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Her, and her flight was delayed by two hours. Oh, shocking. But she home. saved a bunch of money. I think it's fair. <laughs> she did save a bunch of money. That's true. And her arms are tired from flapping. Other than that, it was awesome. <laughs> so I picked her up at uh, at like 11.30 last night. So uh, I'm functioning on much less brain capacity than usual. So, Which is already a, a low amount to begin with. <laughs> Absolutely. So Nice. Well, I didn't do that much either. Yeah? Yeah. It sounds like everybody kind of had a low-key weekend. I just You got your apartment figured out, right? My apartment? Or your, your townhouse? Oh, well, yeah. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> there's still mold in the townhouse. They're there's, supposed to start uh, rebuilding tomorrow, which is a lot of fun. mold in every townhouse. I got a little bit of uh, some improv time in. Not, unfortunately, I didn't get to perform any. I just went and watched a bunch, which is good enough for me for now. Uh, and then I sat by the pool for most of the weekend. It was pretty great. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Good thing about that is there's no sharks. There's definitely no shark. Well, all you got to worry about is the tinkle in the water. There's the uh, there's the Middle Eastern men that I would call sharks that hang out in my pool looking for the uh, young uh, young Hispanic women. So yeah, yeah, that's fun. So was, those kinds of sharks are all over that pool. Speaking of pool, my uh, my three year old daughter decided to take her floaties off and start swimming this uh, this weekend, oh, and she did it. Exciting, cool. Like she just knew it was time. That's exciting. Kids know, man. Yeah, and especially her, she's extra motivated. She's always extra motivated. Yeah. So, Donovan, however, 
The uh, the best part is Donovan's that, putting him back on. He's like, I'm tired of swimming. <laughs> uh, he can float with the best of them. But I, the the best part about her learning to swim is that she was passed out for like a good three hours afterwards. Ooh, that's you nice. know, it's exhausting. It so, is. Yeah. Yeah. All Keep right. swimming. Keep swimming. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, I saw Ghostbusters. We can talk about that later. Oh, oh yeah, god. Cool. Uh, so Chevy is making fun of millennial advertising. Thank and God. It's about time. It's about it is fucking about time. time. So what they did is they brought millennials into like a focus group to present their new uh, millennial focused spot uh, featuring the new Chevy Cruze. And so he has like these storyboards. Okay, so these like you know these stills, these photos that he would present. So they don't actually have a spot. He just like he's gonna outline it. Okay, right, right. So he pulls out a big card, and so he's like, you know, here's a group of free spirited millennials, tattoos, crazy beards at a coffee shop, and like they're looking at him like, are you serious? And he's like, it starts with a road trip because millennials love road trips, and then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, and here's here's the time where. You guys are all together in the car, and that cool indie rock song comes on that you all love. <laughs> and then he goes, here's an open field, and you guys just got to dance. Because you love open fields, and you love to dance. Yes. And then he goes, also, thing? you like jumping in lakes. And like it shows like a picture of them all like jumping in the lakes. <laughs> and uh, so some of the people in the crowd are like, dude, not everyone has a beard, and not everyone has tattoos. And he goes, but what about sparklers? And like it shows like millennials holding up sparklers and like having a really good time. And then so like the, the people in the in the focus group are laughing. And, like they they're, they find it really amusing. And uh, and he goes, so how how do you guys not do this every day all day long? You know, because yeah, you know, and 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 on because you're millennials. Minds, yeah, you're millennials. Like this is what you guys do all day long. And they're like, oh, we actually have jobs. Yeah. And so and he goes, now the commercial ends with an epic millennial breakdance in a gritty inner city alley, and it shows like <laughs> it shows mom dancing, and people are like, okay, this is borderline offensive, and they're like they're like, what about the car? And he goes, oh, so you're telling me you don't want a spot catered to you. You want a car that's catered to you, and so that's the turn. And then they show the car, oh, and they all love whatever. the car. Uh, of course, they all love the car. And so. the tagline is, uh, "It's cheaper than your student loan payment." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you wonder if maybe they, uh, if Chevy maybe really had an ad put together, and these kids really mocked it, and they said, "Well, maybe, maybe we should turn this around." Yeah. yeah well, that, it's that. it's getting to the point that millennials are, are very easily mocked. Oh, I mean, there, there's so much to mock. Uh, right. It's just kidding. You know. There's so much to mock. Brianna actually <laughs> found the spot really entertaining, and she's our resident millennial. Because people don't like <laughs> to claim that they're – because millennials are independent, and they don't fall into any subgroups or categories. Don't you know that? <laughs> what was it? Our intern sent us that article one time. What was it? Oh, we mocked him. It was Kevin. <laughs> it was Kevin. What, it was... Did, what was – it was an article that was like – Here's why the business world is shaking in its boots about millennials. And it, the whole thing was about, like, <laughs> millennials won't be told how to work. We work how we want and where we want and in the ways that we want. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I think when you came into work the next day, you were like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't <laughs> just get the hell out of here. You will get to the point where you actually have to make definite plans occasionally and not just be like, oh, I'll text you Friday night. Nobody's going to fucking cater <laughs> to the entire millennial generation. What did you think of the commercial? Did you like it, Brianna? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I thought it was funny that all of the millennials that they had there kind of looked like they'd fit in the cheesy commercial. Because they had tattoos and weird mustaches. They, they looked the part. Well, hats. that one guy. That one guy, though. <laughs> that one guy, though. What a weird... I can't... Okay, listen. I'm, I'm cool with a lot of things. I'm fine. You know, I, I have the hipster haircut. I wear the hipster boots. 
Handlebar mustaches. Hipster boots. Yeah, that's a thing now. Again, Handlebar mustaches have got to go. It's so stupid looking. Yeah. I've never seen a single one. I've never seen one. Because, you know, there's trends that come and go, and you're like, okay, well, on certain people, that kind of fits. Not one person ever have I seen with a handlebar mustache that I thought that actually looks passable. There's a guy in this building that guy has one. Upstairs, yeah, I know. Yeah. He looks ridiculous. And I saw him with a woman the other day. So, I mean, apparently you can at least, you know. Well, listen, there's a type for every kind, but. Maybe she feels bad for him. He looks ridiculous. Yeah. They all look ridiculous. Nobody will date him. I will. He's so, <laughs> so pathetic. That handlebar mustache really turns me on. I uh, I had an old manager that ha- he was a big fat sweaty guy with a big handlebar mustache and nice. he'd always hit on me so, oh that's lovely yeah <laughs> pleasant <laughs> that's it, fun it, it didn't do it for you huh <laughs> no, it really well didn't. it's it's interesting that chevy's tapped into that sort of uh the the one thing that i will say about millennials is this and this is why it's clever what chevy did millennials are more aware of the sales process and when they're being sold to it's not naive you know what i mean like that's one thing is is I think that consumerism is getting to a point where people accept the fact that they're being sold to, and that's fine with them. They don't care that they're being pitched. Right. And so this is Just interesting. Just don't try to conceal it. Well, right, yeah. and this is an interesting thing that Chevy's, you know, obviously they've figured this out, and so they're they're saying, okay, well, you know, here's an, an interesting way to present it is to just lay out our plans to millennials. Yeah. You can just kind of shovel it over and go, okay, here, take a look. We know you that you know you're being sold to and, right. and whatever. The, the problem is I think that there's so many messages that it's overwhelming. Speaking for, of uh, overwhelming, let's talk about Arby's. Arby's. Oh, yeah. That's not overwhelming at all. So when I think of Arby's, now, I don't go often. There was a period of time where I couldn't drive by one without uh, stopping to get the uh, the beef and cheddar. Really? But, uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, and Arby's big, Arby's big Beef and Cheddar? Yeah. It tastes like you know, On that onion roll? It's like an oniony roll. I, it's it's so delicious. Good. I, I, you know, yeah, it's I mean, I won't eat it anymore because, so, you know, I didn't Jewish realize stomach. that they – you can't eat that? Jewish stomach? I it just um, – everything makes it irritated. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Not even food, just everything. Everything, everything. This conversation <laughs> is giving me irritated stomach. Well, I didn't know that they had like brisket and corned beef and other stuff. Did uh, they really? Ham and like Angus steak. And, yeah, they, they've tried they, all these other things. You're literally changing his world right now. Well, Look at them. They have brisket? Apparently, yeah. And apparently, and, and Brianna says it's delicious, right? She's... They have a fantastic beef brisket sandwich with like candied bacon. It is amazing. Oh, but we have Four Rivers, man. If I'm going to go get brisket, I'll go to Four Rivers. Well, it's it, apparently their slogan has become, since they've done all this, their slogan has become we have the meats. We have right? the meats. But now they have the meats and they have the balls. Do explain. They're rolling out a meatball sandwich for the summer. Apparently they do some sort of summer special. They've okay. done an Italian-themed summer special before with like ham, salami, and pepperoni sandwich. And uh, so now they're actually doing an Italian meatball sandwich. Oh. All right. I would actually go try it. I don't know why. So you get one thing to talk about a week on this podcast. And I talk about balls? And this is the thing you've picked. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. I not? mean, next week we'll talk about McRib is back. This is fascinating. <laughs> okay. You don't think this is fascinating? It's a fucking meatball sub, man. I don't know. <laughs> but from the from the standpoint of branding. <laughs> okay. Who knew that they had all this? I think 
Arby's, I think roast beef. And that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. to me, they could have nothing else on the menu. And who would know? Who would beef. know? They, they well, and I think a way to cut through the clutter is to say we have balls, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's, you know. We have is that meats. what they did? We yeah. have balls? Oh. Well, no, we have the meats. Oh. That's their their new campaign. And the, the emphasis on more than one kind of meat, obviously, for the last, like, year or two. But obviously, it didn't, it didn't reach me until recently. But I mm. think it's fascinating. Damn it. I yeah, want... me and Brian were talking earlier about, um, I really like their Brian audio logo right now. Like, it's really cool. And, like, in all their commercials, they have this guy with this, like, really heavy, like, husky kind of voice as like the announcer. Like a Mr. Announcer. T. We have the meat. Yeah. yeah, like a Mr. T almost. Yeah, right. And then at the end, it's, like, their audio logo is, like, this dun, 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 like, really, yeah. like, strong kind of thing. Huh. Yeah. yeah well, they're, they're, going the Burger so King. they're going the Burger King route. I mean, remember when Burger King got very aggressively male-centric and it was, like, what gargantuan shit can we slop between yeah. two pieces of bread come gnaw on our dead animal do you remember flesh. that when mm. and like they actually promoted the calorie count <laughs> like <laughs> no it, yes. I don't remember that oh man they're crazy that's uh, funny I like is. that but look <laughs> a, a, a big beef and cheddar a jamocha shake curly fries and a side of uh, mozzarella sticks that's and, what you get holy hell dude and that's an afternoon delight, I would say. I mean, that's like enough for a whole day. <laughs> and you're done. Like, yeah, for the yeah, day. It's probably 8,000 calories. You're taking a nap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after that. You know, I went to, uh, I was in the Atlanta airport. No, I was in, I don't even know. I don't know what airport I was. I think maybe it was here in Orlando. Budapest? And uh, if no. If you were fly, flying your favorite airline, you were probably on a delay. Yeah. I was at MCO and it was like a Nathan's. <laughs> Nathan's stand or something. And I just went to get like a sandwich, like something, because it was late and I hadn't eaten. Everything, absolutely everything that they had was 3,000 calories and over. Like, um, and did you buy anything? No. Did, did it stop? No. You? Hell yeah, it stopped me. Wow. I went and got a fucking o- Oikos, a uh, little thing and some fruit and, and a. You got a little piggy? Oinkil? Yeah. Uh, got an oinkil? <laughs> you know what it is to consume 3,000 calories at one sitting, and that doesn't even include a drink? That's <laughs> just a sandwich. The fuck is wrong with oh people? Oh my god! <laughs> and the, and the fact that they have the—I mean—they have to post it, right? Is that the thing? Well, now they do. Thank it, God. It gives you otherwise more su- I'd eaten the shit out of it. Gives you more substance to vomit when you get airsick when the flight does actually leave. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and you get volume, you know. So, Excuse me, could you pass me all the uh, the little airsick bags in this entire row? Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so we're gonna get into the lightning round, gentlemen, and I've got two topics for us to cover in today's lightning round. Did I just hear the lightning sounder? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so we all know, and we, we are a production company, and so uh, we understand that agencies will contact us from time to time to uh, help with an RFP, okay? So we don't usually have to go through the agony of RFPing, uh, going through an RFP in order to bid for a big piece of business or whatever. But, of course, agencies are frustrated at this. What, what is For it called? people who are listening to this and aren't, aren't hip to the advertising lingo, yes. tell them what an RFP is. Uh, a request for a proposal. What people may not understand is that for most industries, when you send out an RFP, all you're asking for, it's a, it's a quote, basically. Like, hey, this is what I want to do. But in advertising, they want spec work. So they, because it's a creative product and it's not a tangible thing, they not only want you to quote, they also want they also want you to submit, you know, spec TV ads, spec radio ads, spec web design. So basically, do the entire project, turn over all the work, and then so they'll have six agencies do this, or however many, and then they'll pick the work that they like. And many times, what a bunch of bullshit. Many times in these RFPs, when you're signing the RFP, there'll be 
things in there that will say like any spec work that you turn over is their property. Whether or not. Whether or not. You get the So business. what happens is they'll do all this spec work, then they'll take the creative they like and they'll go to the cheapest quote and they'll say, execute on this creative. My God. And you wonder why people in advertising are so jaded. Yeah. So <laughs> they, uh, at age, I guess, uh, I guess it's at age, did a, did a survey of marketers and agencies and they said that nearly half of agency respondents said clients should pay 300000 or more for spec work that they keep. Marketers know what they're putting agencies mm. through with unclear RFPs and aggressive demands in reviews for their business. Some 81% of clients admit that they frustrate agencies by not being clear according to the survey results, and 63% know their fee expectations are out of alignment with the work they're requesting. So they know they're cheap. They know they're being cheap, the clients do. And they know they're driving ad agencies crazy, but they continue to do it. We're being unreasonable, but we're going to so do you, it anyway. So when you crowdsource something like this, when you crowdsource your creative, I mean, th this can't this can't be a model that survives much longer, right? No. No, it just takes enough people going, you know what? Screw you. Screw we're you. We're not going to do it. Not doing it. I, I, yeah. It's like uh, they, made a, they made a mock video of it like seven, eight years ago. And people were like, um... Can I try the steak before I decide to purchase it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think it got really bad. Although he does. He orders stuff and then sends it back. I do him. not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe happened once. <laughs> yeah, once this week. And it's only Monday. Instead of RFP, it's RFM, request for meal. Yeah. I think this was probably a, a huge, well, it was a huge problem, uh, 08, 09, when these agencies had... No Big, business. Well, well, they had no right. business. They had, People were they had for staffs. Work. They had staff that didn't have enough work. So they're like, well, screw it. We're going to we're gonna start producing spec crap and see yeah. what sells. But, I mean, you remember when we uh, we were on a, a Sonny's pitch that one time. I mean, we were working with three agencies. Three agencies. We were working with three different agencies in this market pitching that Sonny's business. Yep. And Son of a pitch. And we weren't even involved with everybody. It was, it was, we were involved with three, I think there was 10. So there was 10 ad agencies producing spec everything for this one pitch that one agency won. Yep. That is so unfair. Yeah. And then if you don't get it, you wasted all that time, all that, all time, that all energy, that all that money. Yeah. Cause it ain't, it ain't cheap, man. I don't know, man. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's, and like, a lot, it's like gambling. And sometimes they'll give you a budget. They'll <laughs> say, hey, you have, you know, here's $100,000 to do this, the, the RFP or the spec. Like they'll cherry pick three agencies and say, here's some money for you to do the spec work. Yeah. Uh, but it's still messed up. We did that to some degree for a, uh, a beer brand. I just wanted to mention beer just because yeah. we haven't mentioned it all that much yet in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we do... Uh, we did get paid for it, though. Yeah. But we do uh, voiceover, right? So we will say, hey, we need you to cut an audition. But an audition takes all of four minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not Yeah, RFP like can take, what, weeks? Weeks, weeks for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, Screw them. The second thing I want to talk about on the lightning round is uh, drinkable weed. Tell me more. Have you heard about this? It's no. called. It's not illegal. It's legal. It's called. <laughs> it's legal. It's a Washington-based company that is debuting their first ever commercial for a marijuana edible. It's a, a music video, and which uh, was cool, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And, uh, and it's kind of weird. None of those people looked high, but. Yes, and it's called Legal. That's the name of the of the drink. <laughs> That's awesome. So they have four flavors: lemon, ginger, pomegranate. Rainier Cherry, which I assume is in uh, – or talks about – is about Mount Rainier. Mount Rainier, yeah. And Cranberry. 
They're strain-specific formulations that pair marijuana's particular cannabinoids with fruit <laughs> terrapins to enhance the effect of the cannabis in each variety of the drink. What is the so, world coming to? I don't know. It's getting awesome. So they're like... <laughs> as bad as it gets. They're like, okay, well, this it's particular... This particular can is this flavor, and it's more of a mellow high. And then this can is this flavor, and it's more of a high-energy high. And (laughs) so, like, each one has its own different thing, which is it legal in all 50 states? I wonder. No. 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 There's no way. No. Mm -mm. Not yet. Uh, So, yeah, they made made a music uh, video. It was kind of cute. It's funny. That's awesome. But would would you drink this? Yes. Yeah? The answer is yes. Brian? I, I don't know. I, I it just uh, maybe I would try like the the nice high energy buzz and see how that goes. See, I wouldn't do or the high energy. No way. I would do, I would the, mellow do the, the, the mellow one. See, because I don't I the, the mellow it. one. Like I just go to sleep now. Like I can't even. I <laughs> okay, can't even take it before anymore. you go to bed. <laughs> but then what's, what's the, the point? point? You're well, gonna I mean, be in bed. It's, it's, let's it's a, say let's say you're feeling whatever, and you're you're like oh, I'm never gonna go to sleep soon. Oh, I've got this drink that's going to make me sleep like a baby. Oh, we could drink that and then go to Arby's with Yash and get whatever his <laughs> dream meal when you get the munchies. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be crazy. No, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, some of that stuff is like, great for deep conversations. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is great for going night-night. Uh, yeah, man, I think this. I think it's fantastic. I could bring some to that couple on the beach and they might actually be interesting eventually if they were drinking something. You said. <laughs> if you drank enough of it, they might be interesting. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, so here in the state of Florida, over the weekend, they had their first medical marijuana delivery. Wow. And it was delivered to somebody with dystonia. What is that? I don't know the exact definition of it, but... Um, Isn't it one of those like, Baltic states, like Latvia and Lithuania? Neurological yeah. thing or something like that. I'm going to Google it. But dystonia. yeah, they uh, they actually delivered it over the weekend, so... Wow. Cool. Yeah. Progress. It would have been cool if they had, like, a pizza with it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's your weed, man. Here's your pizza. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. You mind if I come in for a little bit? <laughs> I only had this one stop. So is, it. is there actually, do they have a delivery service? Like does some pharmacy like roll up and some guy comes out and knocks on your door and goes uh, like, here's your weed? From what, I mean, or it's like a medical delivery service wow. or something like that. So See, if they if they did that with cocaine, that would be, uh, you could call it Instagram. Oh, that that's already taken. Oh, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Cool. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. That's all I had for Brianna, game time. Uh-oh. Game time. I'm game for that. Love your game time. All right. We have five minutes. Okay. Do it. Fact or fiction. Are these advertising tidbits true or false? Oh. Did she say backdoor fiction or fact or fiction? Fact or fiction. Oh, okay. How many do we have total? <laughs> How many um, do- I, I actually have like nine hum, or Ooh. ten. How many did you want me to do? Let's do... Let's do five. Five. Five, yeah. a nice odd number. Five. Okay. Save the other five for another day. He likes odd oh. things. <laughs> All right, That's why I so, work here. <laughs> first one. Soviet leader Gorbachev agreed to be in a Pizza Hut commercial in 1997. Hmm. He rejected many other offers, but decided to go with Pizza Hut because, quote, pizza brings people together. Mikhail Gorbachev. I'm going to say that's true. I feel like he was just greasy enough that uh, he would fit right in with Pizza Hut Pizza. So you're going to say that's true? Sure. I'm going to say that's false because he doesn't look like somebody who wants to bring people together. (laughs) He broke the wall down, didn't he? Wasn't he the guy? He helped, yeah. I'm pretty sure Ronald Reagan did it. He flew in on the back of an eagle. With a sledgehammer. He just did it himself. (laughs) What do you say, Brian? I said yes. Uh, So John and Brian say true. I say false. Brianna? It is true. Son of a bitch. Sweet. Ah. 
All right. Next. I had my week last week. <laughs> you All right. whooped ass last I week. I sure did. Yes, you did. All right. Audi's four-circle logo stands for the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Hmm. False. Why? I don't know. I think of the Olympics. <laughs> Well, there's I was just five rings the on the Olympics. Five rings, yeah. And, yeah. The, and it's five yeah. rings for each of the five continents that were at the time. Is that what that stands for? I well, no obviously idea. there's seven now. It was something like that. What isn't it? It wasn't because of that song. Five gold. No. All right. Uh, no. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Brian. I feel like that just seems. I would believe it if it was Volvo, and of course they don't have that actual logo because Volvo has that sort of you know granola, yogurty sort of thing going on, but I don't think Volvo, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like that's false. I feel like that's false, too. Oh my god, we agree? We agree on something, yeah. Is it true? It's true, isn't it? Alright, no, actually, it is false. I will okay. tell you what it stands for, actually. <laughs> Please. So, it actually stands for um, the four companies that were part of the Auto Union Consortium in 1932, which was DKW, Horch, Wanderer, and Audi. Wow. Fascinating. Alright. Alright. Next. The Union of Four Circles. Alright. 7-Eleven was originally named U-Totem. Ooh, U-Totem. U-Totem? Isn't that like a place where you go for used parts? Car- I'm going false parts? because 7-Eleven used to be open from 7 to 11, and that's why it's called 7-Eleven, so I'm going to say false. Back when it was a big deal where convenience stores weren't open 25 hours yes. a day all the time. <laughs> like every place was open. Yeah, I feel like that's false, too. I think 7-Eleven has always been 7-Eleven. I, I could, I possibly. could say you both said false. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's true because I feel like you totem is pretty damn clever, and if somebody hasn't used that already, it's probably because Seven Eleven still retains rights to it. All right, it mm. is true. Ooh, 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 ah. ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, they rebranded in 1946 to show their hours of operation. 1946? They've been around that long? Yeah. yeah. Holy wow. crap! So right now, Brian has two. I have two. John has one. Oh no! I think I thought we were all. I've got two. Yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. You missed the Audi and you missed this one. I got the Audi right. No, Audi was. You both missed Audi. I got it right. Yeah. Really? We both missed it. It's two and two and one. You you've only got the first one right. Okay. Okay. So. Leave it to him to keep track of the numbers. Of Damn right! Arby's. I'm gonna win. <laughs> I said I said it was false because I I said that the rings weren't for air, earth, air, wind. Yeah, and fire. yeah, yeah, yeah. You I said you, it was false. Oh, then it's two all. Yeah, it's two all. I thought you said okay. Too yeah. That's what I thought. Fuck me over, man. Unless, <laughs> I want this I do. goddamn I mean, trophy. What I, do. I want this fucking trophy. It's even. It's even Stevens right now. We got two questions oh, left. Good. All right. So I'm less confused than I was before. Our session starts in a minute. That's fine. We got this. Piece of cake. Two more. Hurry up. So speaking of Arby's, <laughs> Arby's got its name from the R and B in roast beef. Oh. I think this is true. I feel like that's true as well. I feel like this is definitely that's true. That's just corny to be true. Way I'm going to try to win this fucker and say false. All right. It is false. Oh! <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> so the R and B actually stand for the Raffle Brothers, who are the founders. Okay. Oh. oh damn it. All right. One more. Ah. This is last one. All right. So watches and advertisements are almost always set to show the time 9.05. I believe it is 10.10. So I'm going to say false because I'm pretty sure it's 10-10. I never thought about it because I'm a man and I pay no attention whatsoever to details. False. I feel like that's false also. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. It's 10-10. 
Oh, I gotta get extra credit for that. Yeah, you get extra credit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. So it's four to three to three. John wins this round. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Thanks, Audi. <laughs> All right, so that's it for today's show. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. That was kind of fast. That Lightning. was good. Yeah, thanks. Fast, uh, quick, in a hurry. Thanks for checking it out. We want to say thanks to Brianna for we have the balls. doing some very quick uh, production for us, pre-production for the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you can follow us at AdLib Podcast on Twitter, AdLibPodcast.com. Um, what else? <laughs> Info at AdLibPodcast.com. Um, my Twitter handle is at Omayash, Y-E-O-S-H. At John Ruff. At Rock Solid B Walk. Cool. And we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. You've just wasted part of your day listening to this nonsense. AdLib is recorded and produced at Push Button Productions in downtown Orlando. Visit pushbuttonproductions.com. Sign up for the RSS feed and come back for more next week. <laughs>